Season 4, Episode 70, and I am getting the last bit of uh, post-production work done while still at my radio job. You know, they have slightly more powerful computers, so I can get it done a little faster, but namely it's because I'm going to be picked up from work by my wife, and we're going to travel down to meet my youngest son to uh, help him move out of his dorm. Now, keep this in mind. He's going to be staying at the college over the summer working for the school. But he has to move out of the one dorm to lug everything to a dorm he'll stay in for the summer. And then he has to move out of that dorm in August and lug everything into a new dorm he'll stay for his next year in school for the fall. That, I don't know about you, but does that sound stupid? Yeah, I, I thought so. Well, now that you've kind of gotten a taste of my stupidity, welcome to my world. I've got lots more where that came from. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world, where every story you're going to hear in this episode is true. I've not changed any names, because we've all done something stupid, and so therefore, we have to give credit where credit's due, okay? And look, if you... Uh, happen to come across and see anything stupid, please say something stupid, okay? You can do that by leaving a message. Head over to uh, podcast.insaneericlane.com or just leave a rating on your podcast player, whatever that might be, and maybe even a review if you don't mind. And make it really stupid so I can maybe feature it on an upcoming episode. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on your social media because, um, heaven forbid, We would not want you to have a reputation of being stingy with stupidity here. And if you haven't already done so, I hope you've already subscribed because you don't want to miss all the stupid episodes. But uh, just keep in mind, there will be a little gap for about um, a few weeks because I'm going to Scotland and Ireland to spend a little time for a respite, going back to my ancestral homeland, staying in the ancestral castle of my Scottish ancestors. It'd be kind of cool. I'm going to have haggis and any other kind of interesting foods over there. Although, you know, Scotland really isn't known for their food, but I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun. And of course, when the podcasts resume in June, there'll be plenty to talk about because we'll have to get caught up on all the stupidity. But trust me, there's never a loss for something stupid. And of course, the more that we move forward with this artificial intelligence, now we're getting artificial intelligent stupidity. And well, this was bound to happen. It's a automatic, artificial intelligent generated fake advertisement. Yeah. And I might add uh, that it is, um, well, different. The ad begins with the narrator starting off saying, 
Are you ready for the best pizza of life? Mm, clearly missing a word. Are you ready for best pizza of life? I think we're missing a few conjunctions on that, but never mind. Unsurprisingly, the ad is a fake pizza restaurant called Pepperoni Hug Spot. It's not real at all. It's all AI generated. Now, the fake pizza restaurant ad was created by a Reddit user named Pizza Later, and it was posted to the Midjourney Reddit page. Pizza Later posts definitely wasted three hours of my life making this today, noting that he used the tools like ChatGPT Plus to write the script and Runaway Gen 2, a text-to-video AI tool to create the clips for the ad. The ad's got all the markings of a normal pizza ad with, you know, clips of families eating together, a chef tossing dough and toppings being sprinkled on the pizza. But it's pretty easy to tell that something is um, off. For example, the family's eyes move in all different directions. The chef's arm has got smoke billowing from it. And being not too far off something on a normal pizza ad, it says, Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. <laughs> Toppings at Pepperoni Hug Spot include the usual cheese, pepperoni, and vegetables, but also, quote, more secret things. Twitter user at Gaunt shared the ad to the social media platform, drawing a response from Pizza Hut's official account. They posted the comment, My hebe's have been jeebied. <laughs> Even Twitter CEO Elon Musk replied to the video with a mind-blown emoji. Now, the ad also includes a delivery option. It shows an AI-generated man driving a car and bringing a pizza delivery bag to the front door. Apart from an at times grammatically incorrect script, something else the AI-generated ad can't quite get right is videos of people eating pizza. For example, there's a clip of a woman eating pizza. It looks like she's actually eating her plate. The 30-second ad ends with a slogan that says, Pepperoni Hug Spot. It's like family, but with more cheese. Hmm. In a conversation with Insider, Reddit user Pizzalator, who declined to share his real name, said he was inspired to make the fake pizza ad after seeing a viral AI-generated video of Will Smith eating spaghetti. The results were pure nightmare fuel, Pizza Later said about the pizza ad, but added that he's kind of blown away because never before have we seen or had a tool like this at our disposal, for better or worse. Now, while the technology that he used to make the fake ad concerns him, he said it's also very exciting and helps inspire creativity for him as a commercial motion graphics designer. He said that he had ChatGPT Plus write three different scripts, then piece together his favorite parts from each of the for the video. The title was also generated by ChatGPT Plus, he said. He's even set up a website with merchandise for Pepperoni Hug Spot. I think we're all sort of sitting on this odd cusp of AI where just a few months ago it wasn't much more than a buzzword. And now with GPT-4 and Midjourney and obviously now with Google and I think Meta is also working on a text-to-video, I see this as just having huge implications for all of us. And by the way, you know that that AI fake pizza ad is going on the Insane Eric Lane's uh, Stupid World Telegram channel. You got to see it because it's, uh, I think, surreal just only begins to describe what it's like to watch it.
Yeah. Well, if uh, you're in a fairly new car, uh, you've probably got a big old touchscreen on there on the dashboard, right? Well, now car companies are planning to upgrade again. They're going to be getting rid of those big old screens. Hmm. <laughs> Slate.com just did a big article on how car companies are ditching the touchscreens and bringing back buttons and knobs. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's because we want them. And I would be one that would agree. Touchscreens might seem fancy, but frankly, they're the cheapest option. They cost as little as 50 bucks per screen, so car companies would love to keep using them. But frankly, there's a lot more evidence, much more evidence, that having all your controls on a touchscreen like that is actually dangerous. Because really, folks, it's the same as texting and driving. And one expert said it's kind of weird that everybody knows texting and driving is bad, but no one complains about how everyone's using an iPad while driving. Knobs and buttons are actually easier to find without having to look, something the younger drivers are just now discovering. So companies have started switching back to the old-fashioned knobs and switches. Um, yeah, the switch could be temporary, though. Hyundai is uh, one of the few companies that hasn't gone all, all in on touchscreens, but their lead designer says buttons and knobs could go away for good as cars become more autonomous. Once our cars can drive themselves, we won't even need to keep our eyes on the road. Oh, that's all I needed to hear. And frankly, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I rented a car to go back to see my family in Arkansas a few months ago. And I think I've said this before in a previous episode, but when you have to pull over to the side of the road and tear open the owner's manual just to figure out which button on the touchscreen to hit to get the cruise control to work, it's time for a new button. Well, here's a button of a different kind. Uh, and uh, let's just say that this button got pushed a little too hard. I mean, even men who tried to struggle to find this particular button, I mean, is, 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 it's a struggle. So what are the odds of this happening? The button I'm talking about is on a 24-year-old woman. Now, she's okay somehow because a stray bullet came into her house and hit her right in her love button if you're picking up what I'm throwing down. It actually happened in Somalia recently, and her doctors just published a paper on it. Now, luckily, she wasn't seriously hurt. She was just hanging out, relaxing in her home. And this bullet came through her ceiling and hit her square in the crotch. Her doctors say that luckily it was <clears throat> moving at a low velocity. Otherwise, she would have been seriously injured. Now, it just didn't land in her lap, though. It did come in fast enough that it got lodged down there. <clears throat> and they've released an x-ray that proves it. They actually had <clears throat> to numb her junk to remove the bullet. And she was discharged the next day in good condition. She was also okay during a follow-up visit a month later. Experts are pretty sure it's the first injury of its kind where a random bullet hit a woman directly on her sweet spot. Wow. 
<clears throat> that's all I have to say. Well, <laughs> yeah, and yep, I'll be posting that x-ray in our Telegram channel also because you got to see it to believe it. It really is. Well, there's a British piercing enthusiast that broke his own Guinness World Record with uh, the number of flesh tunnels that was punched in his face. He is now up to 17. I wonder if, he, if, if, if his face whistles in a high wind. James Goss initially broke the record for the most flesh or face flesh tunnels in 2020 when he had 14. Then he broke his own record with 15. And Goss was awarded with the record for a third time when he added two more flesh tunnels to that total. Goss tells Guinness World Records, For me, expressing myself regardless of what other people think has made me feel a lot more fulfilled. <clears throat> well, apparently it doesn't take a whole lot to fulfill you. He goes on to say, I don't want to change myself to fit in with other people. It's better to just be myself and spend my energy finding where I fit in anyway. Well, bully for you. Guinness World Records says each of Goss's flesh tunnels had to measure at least 0.11 inches to qualify for the record. Now, he goes on to say, it doesn't feel pretty cool to be a record holder. It's definitely a talking point. I've put it on my CV as well. The best thing was that my mom said that she was really proud of me after I got verified for the first time, so that felt really good. It's amazing. The guy's mother was impressed that her son has got 17 holes in his face, and he got a world record uh, from Guinness for that for that feat. Well, okay. Well, uh, I guess if he eats, does he leak? I don't know. Um, there's a Spanish Navy ship, though. It was tasked with updating the nautical charts to uh, make navigation safer. Well, <clears throat> it ended up getting stranded near the island of Isbiza in the Mediterranean, according to the Navy. The vessel Malaspina was exploring an area of the shallows to the west of the island and well, it got stuck on one of them. Rescue teams have been uh, sent to help remove the vessel from the ground, according to the Navy said in a statement. After an initial inspection, no structural damage can be seen, it says, and no injuries were reported. The Malaspina uh, was built in 1975 and refurbished in 2007. It sailed more than 180,000 miles collecting undersea topography data along, with the, Span along the Spanish coast. It's named after the 18th century Royal Navy Brigadier Alejandro Malaspina, famous for leading the largest scientific expedition uh, around the globe at the time. And um, the name can also be actually translated into English as, quote, having a bad feeling. Yeah, well, there you have it. The ship that was sent out by the Spanish Navy to draw maps ends up losing its way. Well, I have a bad feeling about that for sure. Well, this would be not an ad for Dawn dishwashing soap, but it probably should be. There's video that's been shared by the Utah Department of Transportation showing construction workers using Dawn dishwashing liquid to slide a 5.3 million pound bridge over 100 feet. And frankly, it's utterly fascinating. UDOT used a method called accelerated bridge construction. It involves building a new structure right next to the old one. So once the new structure is complete, the old one can then be demolished and the new one replaces it in a short period of time. UDOT crews worked to move this giant piece of bridge about 110 feet. 
I'm John Gleason, the director of UDOT Public Relations, telling Fox TV stations there that uh, the new bridge was part of an ongoing reconstruction project that started about two years ago. He said the goal was to avoid having another months-long shutdowns. The entire process of moving new structures, such as this bridge in the video, takes a little over a weekend to complete. Along uh, That would allow traffic to continue to flow with very little interruption. Now, the ABC method was actually pioneered in Utah about 15 years ago, Gleason says, and in order to seamlessly insert this new bridge, construction workers uses Dawn dishwashing liquid. Yes, that's right. During the moving process, you see the, the crews place this giant bridge on steel beams with some low friction pads that uh, had some of that Dawn dishwashing liquid on it. And slowly but surely, that bridge was slid right into place. Surprisingly, the crews only used about mm, 16 gallons of Dawn dishwashing liquid to move this multi-million pound bridge. It uh, would equal to about 71 of the 28-ounce bottles of Dawn. And while Gleason said he wasn't 100% sure of the impetus for using dishwashing liquid, it was pretty effective environmentally friendly, and it was also low cost. Every construction project manager's dream, you know. The thought of using dishwashing liquid in construction may come as a surprise to many and, uh, well, certainly inspired many uh, punny comments from people that was viewing the video from UDOT. One Instagram user commented, please tell me the person who presented this idea. It just dawned on me. If they didn't then, if it didn't then, what's the point, you know? Another user cheekily commented, dish soap cleans dishes, removes stains, and moves bridges. <laughs> UDOT's most recent video has already gotten over 330,000 likes on Instagram, and it has amassed hundreds of comments from the amused viewers. I'm just wanting to know where is the old, the lady that from the old commercials, from the Palmolive commercials, her name is Madge. And, you know, you have the woman talking about dishwashing liquid and Madge says, oh, but your hands are soaking in it. Oh, well, now they've soaked the bridge with it. I wonder if Paul Mollett does just as well as Dawn, you know, I don't know. Now, what would you do if you were about to take off and see this out your window? Now, I talked about this in the last episode. Somehow, with me making plans to get in a big old jet airliner and fly across the pond to Scotland and Ireland, I'm seeing more and more of these stupid stories involving airlines or airline passengers, right? Well, here's one more. Have you seen the video where a Spirit Airlines worker supposedly is duct-taping the plane's engine back together? Well, somebody posted it on TikTok. It's actually shot from inside the plane. shows this guy putting a bunch of tape on one of the engines. The woman filming it says she has she's never flying Spirit Airlines again. Well, here's a TikToker at my honey smacks commenting while filming the repairs. It's his day. reason why I don't fly with Spirits. I don't care if it is aviation, airplane, tape, or nothing. The fact that you even had to take the plane together and then you're doing it while people are on the flight like we cannot see you. After a while, that's going to need a fresh new coat of tape. That tape going to lose their stickiness. You flying all around the world and you got tape holding it together. So are they really using duct tape to fix the planes? Well, 
Thankfully, the answer is no. But they are using tape. It's, believe it or not, a very common thing all the airlines do. It's called speed tape, made of heavy-duty aluminum. Now, the FAA says it's used for, quote, temporary minor repairs to non-structural aircraft components. Spokesman for Spirit said they confirmed with engineers that it was indeed speed tape. And an aviation expert told the Associated Press that it's commonly used to, quote, temporarily seal a gap. So it's not a big deal. Uh, By the way, it's also used on race cars. It turns out the video isn't actually new. By the way, it uh, was shot at Newark Liberty Airport in New Jersey back in 2021. So, well, look, I've had a car at one point that was pretty much held together by bumper stickers. It did pretty well. Well, this should be no surprise to all the guys listening to the podcast. And I know there's a lot out there because I've checked the particular analytics and we have a lot of guys that listen to this podcast. And it's about size. You know, guys think that size matters, right? Well, size can be a tricky topic for many men, especially when you're talking about one particular body part. Now, some feel a little conscientious. Others won't really waste time bragging about their manhood. But you might be surprised to hear how many men really feel about their junk. According to research, yes, there has been research on this by Joy Club. It's a whopping 59.1% of the men like their members. Are you surprised? One in two men are very satisfied with the size of their member. The leading online adult community shared more stats from its study exclusively with the Daily Star. Around 89.9% of men see their member as large, to very large, when it's um, engorged and erect. Not a big surprise to see that 47.9% of fellas feel that their member is the best part of a kinky love session. 33.4% believe their member is the most important body part. Marketing manager Claudia Krimpler says, quote, Joy Club is a sex-positive and penis-positive platform. Here you can show your penis as long as it's solicited in a safe space. As a result, we've come to really understand how men feel about their penises. By conducting this research, we have found that half of men, on average, like their penises a lot. (laughs) I'm going to pet you and love you and pet you and love you and call you for my baby. Oh, yeah. About 90% of men would describe their members as being large to very large when erect. That's, uh, That's confidence. Additionally, we found a penis length, circumference, and the shape of its glands, that would be what we would commonly call the head, are the most important factors. This is what Claudia Klempler went on to say. The study was important as it highlighted the relationship men have with their genitals. Many respondents agreed on what they feel their relationship with their penis should feel like during sexual activity. Seemingly, most people 
also have lots of confidence in the size of their penis. Joy Club sexologist and communications manager Judith Langer says, there are many reasons men like their penises. Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> she goes on to say, but from my perspective, what I consider important is whether or not men are in good contact with their penises. Do they look at it, touch it, and understand what their penis likes? <laughs> Remember, this is all research. Men, are you in touch with your penis? Well, Judith also claims the study is positive as a lot of men have a good relationship with themselves, but those who are struggling with their body image should feel confident to communicate about it. She goes on to say, I would always encourage men to explore their penises, feel confident in their bodies, and also communicate. If you like your penis being explored during sex, then tell your partner. Okay. I think this is a very poignant study, considering May is National Masturbation Month. <laughs> okay. Well, a 55-year-old uh, hothead in Georgia named Roger Barrett has been arrested after he stopped and blocked a school bus full of kids, and confronted them. Roger claimed he saw a kid flip the bird to his wife, so he parked his truck right in front of the bus's path and would not move until he got the name and address of that kid. Doesn't sound like he was successful. The whole ordeal lasted about 30 minutes. Now, he wasn't able to board the bus. The driver called her supervisor, who then called 911, and a few parents arrived and filmed the interaction with Roger. Here's a couple of mothers of the kids on the bus, April Baker and Scarlett Rutherford, talking about what they witnessed during the situation. Everything goes through your mind. What if my child is hurt? I'm just flabbergasted that a grown man would have that kind of response in front of children. I had no idea what he was capable of, if he had a gun on him. He eventually left before the police arrived, but they later tracked him down and charged him with interference with the operation of public schools and also just of being stupid. Well, this story has made the rounds on several places. Uh, for those that are art critics or enjoy going to museum to study art, there was an art piece at a museum in South Korea. It may have been on a previous podcast. I think I remember talking about this several months ago. But it's a piece of art where a banana was duct taped to the wall. That's it. It's an artist by the name of Maruzio Catalan. He, uh, <clears throat> well, quote unquote, created multiple versions of it, and um, one sold for $120,000 back in 2019. Well, recently, an art student walked up to the banana, removed it, ate it, and then taped the peel back on the wall. The museum says the student told them he ate the banana, quote, because he was hungry. Probably was a little low on potassium, too. The museum replaced the banana with a fresh banana. Now, they notified the artist, but, well, he, uh, quote, didn't have any reaction to it. That's probably because this has happened before, when the previous version was displayed in 2019. That's probably the stupidest thing about this whole situation. Everyone knows 
this is ridiculous, except anyone who's tricked into buying it. The artwork is called Comedian. The artist is known for satirical pieces. The museum actually replaces the banana every few days anyway, so there's nothing really that special about it. And the art student clearly knew that it was art, not a free snack, so no one is really taking this seriously. And that's the stupidity about it, you know? Well, I know some music nerds that practically get orgasmic when hearing well-played music. Well, this woman is either very into classical music or there might be another explanation. The L.A. Philharmonic recently performed and someone posted audio after a woman in the crowd supposedly had a sexual reaction to the show. It happened just as the music got soft so everyone in the audience heard it. One person who was there described it as, quote, wonderfully timed. (laughs) They were performing Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, one of the best pieces of music ever written. But is it really that good? Mm, Maybe not. Someone else who was there told the L.A. Times that the woman's boyfriend may have been the one responsible. See, the theater was dark. They were in the balcony. He was sitting right next to her. When the person looked over, she was <sighs> breathing heavily. <sighs> and the guy had a big Cheshire, smile, Cheshire cat smile on his face. Somebody in the audience said, I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her. <laughs> well, actually, here is the actual moment when it happened. <laughs> I guess maybe when the orchestra crescendoed, so did she. (laughs) That's something you probably never hear about, you know? Somebody getting excited at a performance of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. Yeah, suddenly tons of guys are playing Tchaikovsky when they get busy with their girlfriends. But there's a reason why people smuggle drugs in backpacks and cars and mules. You, uh, you know, can't just give the post office your address and risk having it brought to your front door. A 41-year-old man in Maine named Jeremy Mercier was just caught after he had $3 million worth of fentanyl shipped to a local restaurant. The workers there got the crate, thought it was a bunch of mugs that they had ordered. Well, it wasn't mugs, so they called the cops. About an hour later, old Jeremy shows up asking about the shipment, and he was arrested. Jeremy didn't even work there. The shipping container was made to look like it contained motorcycle parts. And, well, see, Jeremy runs a motorcycle shop in the area. So maybe he was just trying to make it seem like it was a delivery mistake, right? Well, whatever the plan was, it uh, didn't work. Jeremy is now facing major charges, including aggravated illegal importation of scheduled drugs and aggravated trafficking of scheduled drugs. Yeah. Imagine opening up your order and it's full of hard drugs. They got to experience what it's like being Hunter Biden for a day. Now they're advocating for the campaign mugs, not drugs. And eventually here in central Pennsylvania, it's going to start getting warmer. Can't really say it's happening right now, but irregardless of the uh, temperature outside, it is officially bee season. 
And out in Arizona, there is a mom found this out and got stung dozens of times while trying to protect her kids. This happened near Phoenix during a family photo shoot. They were out there getting their pictures taken and they got swarmed. They weren't swarmed by paparazzi either. Her mom instincts then kicked in. She gets her kids into the SUV where the bees couldn't get them. But during all that, she took the brunt of everything and ended up in the hospital with more than 75 bee stings. Luckily, she's going to be okay. Her kids, they had to be rescued from the SUV by firefighters who actually had to use a special foam to calm the bees down. Grandma called 911. The audio is all online. You can actually hear in her voice how serious this situation was. Here's here's Grandma calling 911 during the attack. Please hurry, please hurry. My daughter can't get in the car. She's being attacked by bees. She's, my granddaughters are with her. Please send some help. Okay, how, how many people are being attacked by bees? I just think my daughter. Okay, you don't think that the two granddaughters are as well? I don't know. I'm trying to get back to her. She just called me. Okay, I'm trying to find her. Okay, well, I want you to be careful as well and not get attacked also. I am, I am, I am. Thankfully, everybody's okay, of course, except for mom. According to a bee expert, you're more likely to encounter swarms of bees this time of year because they're out looking for new places to find pollen. Actually, some PGA golfers got swarmed at a tournament in Mexico not long ago. The fire department posted tips for you in case you ever do get swarmed. They, they say... Run in a straight line, cover your face, and get inside. But, irregardless what you might have seen on TV or the movies, do not jump in the water. That's actually a myth. The bees just might wait for you to surface and just keep stinging your head. They also added, do not fight the bees. <laughs> I just remember... It actually happened. It wasn't a swarm. It might have been a swarm. I don't know. I just remember as a kid, the most traumatic thing that happened to me, I was at a friend's house, probably in about third grade, maybe, and we were riding our bikes, and I decided I was going to ride my bike in, next door, I think, where they were building a house, and I ran over a pile of something. I don't know what it was, but whatever was in that pile was either bees or yellow jackets or something. And I just remember leaping off my bicycle and running like a jaguar through the neighborhood. I just remember these bees were like flying alongside of my head as I was running and ran into the house, into the front door and slammed the door. So that may, I didn't get stung. So maybe I did the right thing. I don't know. But here's a guy, though, that definitely did not do the right thing. And he did it at the wrong time. This is a Rhode Island man who ended up fighting off a would-be thief who was trying to steal his catalytic converter while he was inside the vehicle eating breakfast. Yes, Francisco Medrano of Providence, Rhode Island. He's recovering from injuries from the incident. He tells WPRI 12 News he was having trouble sleeping, so he got in his truck and drove down the street to get some fast food. So he comes back and was actually eating in his driveway. He hears a car pull up behind him outside of his home on Standish Avenue there in Providence, Rhode Island. 
Well, here's French, uh, Francisco actually talking about being attacked. I hear a grinding noise. I look in the, in the passenger um, mirror and I see just two legs under my car and I just jumped out. And I've always wondered what would happen if I caught somebody in the act and I guess it happened. Somebody stabbed me in the face with a sawzall. I ended up pulling the sawzall from the guy. Somebody in the back was hitting me with a pipe. So the 36-year-old was still wearing his hospital bracelet with visible scars on his arms and face from the incident when he was speaking to the media. Uh, Medrano says he wasn't armed, but his two dogs were with him and, well, they tried to go after the suspects who eventually gave up and took off. He believes there were probably four suspects. Medrano has a surveillance camera on his uh, on his uh, side of his home, and it captured the whole ordeal. Medrano tells the cops there were at least three Hispanic men. Two of them looked to be having full face masks. The fourth man was not wearing a mask. Medrano was released from the hospital and is expected to make a full recovery from his injuries, and the investigation into the incident is still ongoing. But imagine sitting in your own driveway in your own vehicle while somebody is underneath trying to saw off your catalytic converter. <laughs> oh, that's either bold or boldly stupid, one or the other. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story, from your stupid world? Maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com.
Can you hear me now? Uh, I can hear you now. Uh, you're trying to throw like a really, really old commercial reference my way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? Good. Good. <laughs> All you're doing is aging us. Yeah, well, this is true. I, 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 at least, you know, I'm not recycling old slogans like, where's the beef? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could see it. That, that, that is much older than that or, you know. Yeah, um, you know, this is more the time of like, uh, what up, or whatever, what's, what's up? Uh, whatever that, the, you know, old Super Bowl commercial in. Yes, yes, what are exactly. You doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. It, 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 it's a sign when they have completely run out of ideas, so they're just going back into the archives and pulling back. Uh, they figure that we've already forgotten about them, so they just bring them back up. Oh, it's that nostalgia sells. I think they're trying oh, yeah. to get for nostalgia there. And e even yeah. nostalgia, like commercial nostalgia is, is funny. And so that makes me wonder what, what is the, like, what is commercial nostalgia going to be for our kids or my kids? Uh, the younger, uh, like, they look the age of streaming and this five is, second skippable uh, ads and things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to be using for ads by the time little Pancho is old enough to have his yeah. own podcast. If it's anything like what shows up on, on the, the shows that we might watch on Hulu, it's going to be HIV medication commercials. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, I, I mean, I, I thought, I thought that I was really ahead of the game when I had my little, what, seven and a half inch uh, screen, black and white Zenith television in my bedroom when I got to turn, you know, 10 or 12 years old, you know. You know when you started talking about like a seven and a half inch something, I was, I was about no, to brace no. it, so. <laughs> so, uh. but But now, you know, uh, compare that to whenever my kids were in middle school and they didn't even watch television. They were busy on YouTube. Yeah, I know. That, that's what I'm talking about. This going to be a different level of, of nostalgia. You know, I um, I don't have a lot of time to watch, like, TV shows these days because the whole yeah. kids thing. But there's a show that a friend cued me into um, just, like, a week ago or it was earlier this week. It was called, called – it's a new show, I guess it's out, called Jury Duty. Oh. And uh, – it's got um, like there's like a celebrity in it that's like a recognizable face. I think he, he was in the Sonic movie. He's been in some oh. of the X Men movies and, and things. Okay. Um, and it's like James um, Marsley, I think. And so he's in there, but like essentially everyone gets called to jury duty, him included. He's everyone's trying to get out of it because who wants to go to jury duty? And the whole thing is fake. Like everybody there is an actor except for one guy who thinks the whole thing is real. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, everyone's got weird backstories and just like, it's, it's like, it's just believable enough that it doesn't give it away. Oh to the person my. That's in it. But it is so unbelievable as well that like, you're sitting there just laughing, watching the whole thing happen. It's, it's like a train wreck that you can't turn your eyes away from. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's almost sounding like this podcast. You know, but, like, those are the kind of shows I enjoy. Like, like, let's take a Japanese game show and overdub it with fake backstories and everything yes. is sliced together to just tell a different story altogether. That's oh, yeah. what I want to spend my time watching, not any of these like Hollywood budget things coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now what I would like to see... I, I got into the old shows back in the nineties, uh, you know, the cops, you know, where they real life where they're chasing criminals and you kind of see real life, you know, events. And, and I think we should do that 
kind of bring that back in a, in a revival, but make it all about the the bizarre stories from Florida Man, you know, <laughs> and and just have an entire cop show chasing Florida Man, <laughs> you know, or or anything just, like this, you know, that would it didn't have to necessarily just be in Florida. It'd be like Florida Man type stories. Florida Man type stories. I yeah. can see you doing that. And they'd spend half the time in Florida and half the time in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know. Pennsylvania is the new Florida. <laughs> I see more and more stories coming your your way. Oh, you mean, let me tell you, and and some of them are are, are really I think uh, can challenging who can be more Florida than the other, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, I would watch something like that just. Stuff that you just cannot honestly think in if if you were just talking about it would not expect it to be true unless you actually saw it with your own eyes. <laughs> I know. You I know. know. And, and speaking about things that couldn't be true and Florida uh, together, uh, <laughs> we've got a, we've got another stupid uh, criminal story. Uh, oh, th- those are always fun. Those, yeah, no, it's it's um. Uh, the, the stupid criminals are almost those like, 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 what were you thinking? Or just maybe karma or God kind of is, you know, right. get, gets justice right away with these kind of things. So yeah, if you're going to be a criminal, turn a life of crime, you want to be smart about it, right? Maybe a little methodical. <laughs> um, you well, what do they say? Think, think smarter, not harder. Think smarter, not harder. And uh, I mean, look, like you're talking about spending an extra, what, like, few weeks or months to plan the perfect crime uh, okay. to yeah. save spending the next five to six or 10 years, you know, of, of your <laughs> life. Um, so I, I think it makes sense to spend time there. And one of those might be a good escape plan. Uh, okay. the, the fact that this happened near a place called Darwin. Um, so this is how you get uh, filtered out of, out of the gene pool really quick. Uh, <laughs> the, the cops, they, they showed, showed up to, arrest four people at a property near Darwin, Australia. Hmm. It's, it's the capital of the Northern Territory. So like way up top. Okay. You know, they managed to get two of them in custody, but the two other guys ran off and decided that their best bet was to jump into a crocodile infested river. Oh, nice. Now, that the river is known for its significant crocodile population. That's a quote. So you see a sign that says, Known for my significant crocodile population. You probably don't <laughs> want to jump in. Um, significant is specifically stated. Well, the, the police, they say that three crocs immediately started going straight for the guys. Cops had to shoot the crocodiles to stop them from attacking. But wow. luckily, none of the crocs were, were hurt um, because crocodiles are just, I mean, they're like bulletproof. Like, I, I know that's not true, but... Um, <laughs> They're they're big, right? They can be big and tough. And uh, well, both idiots eventually climbed back out and got arrested. It's not really clear what uh, what they're facing charges for, but it sounds like they were involved in a series of crimes uh, where groups of people got into brawls, damaged a cop car, and someone got shot with a crossbow. So wow, basically, it's like a weekend and um and i guess what like a fine in chicago <laughs> yeah well isn't didn't crocodile dundee come from australia so oh, it, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know maybe it, this is uh some of his relatives or something down there i i don't know you know but yeah uh, nothing nothing like going from the frying pan into the fire you know, that's a definite good example of something like that. You know, would you, would you rather be apprehended by cops or chewed to death by Crocs? 
Oh, you know, I would take I would take the the, the cops all day. The, the the cops anytime. Yeah, exactly. I, definitely not not the way I would want to to try to to to, to leave this earth. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times they don't they don't think. They just people they just they just go with the first thing that comes into their brain, and they don't even think. That's how they end up in stupid situations. And this is probably why. I probably didn't have many dates either because I just said the first thing that come to my mind and think about what I was going to say, you know, because I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I've always said I'm not a very romantic person. So, you know, I just sort of speak my mind and whatever. Now, if I had something maybe like a teleprompter to kind of give me some good ideas that I could, you know, I don't have to necessarily follow a script, but I could probably, you know, just something that you could plant in my mind that could kind of get my motivation or my momentum going. Well, <laughs> look what they have here. This is a great way how to fix your social anxiety. Okay. You've got your own personal teleprompter to tell you what to say. Thanks to a student at Stanford. This guy's been posting videos. He and some friends use what else, but chat GPT and they've made AI powered glasses that will help you have conversations. <laughs> so you can use these at parties, even on some dates, okay? Now, their prototype is pretty basic, probably wouldn't fool anyone yet, maybe. It's just a pair of glasses with this thick monocle stuck to one of the lenses. And it uses a speech recognition programs. It listens to what the other person says. Then it will generate replies that you can read and it displays them right in front of your eyeball. So if you're really bad at chit chat, it uh, pretty much does it for you. So they ended up feeding it some details about their friend's personal lives. So it would actually have a few, few things to ask about, but uh, eventually it could just look people up on social media and find all that stuff, you know? Hey, you know, I saw on Facebook that you love Thai food. Wow, me too. We can <laughs> you know. turn reality into an actual sitcom. As <laughs> yeah, well. really. That's, uh, <laughs> from it, right? Yeah. Uh, so, well, the, the current version they have really wasn't fast enough. There's this long pause, <laughs> you know, before the text begins to populate and pop up on your glasses. But, but once it's uh, working in real time, it's, it isn't obvious. It's, it, there's a lot of people that might actually use this, okay? Uh, there's actually a couple of videos that have been making the rounds. One shows this guy using the glasses in a simulated job interview. And then there's the second guy that uh, shows him using him to flirt with a coworker. Now, oh my there's gosh. a couple. Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah. I got a couple of examples here uh, of the developer Brian Chiang, who is using Riz GPT. And the first conversation, he's flirting with a coworker, and then the second one, you'll hear him in this mock interview. Hey, Bridget, how's your trip to Argentina? I'd love was, to hear about it. Oh, it was so fun. I had a blast. We explored around the city and went to museums and did a lot of fun stuff. That sounds amazing. Did you get to try any new foods while you were there? Actually, we didn't really eat well. Hey, Varun, I hear you're looking for a job to teach React Native. Thank you for your interest. I've been studying React Native for the past few months, and I'm confident that I have the skills and knowledge access necessary for the job. Okay, so here's the feature everyone will want, though, okay? It can also 
recognize faces. And it will tell you what the person's name is when they walk up to you. <laughs> oh, so, that, is, that is wild. So I could probably use that. I, yeah, I yeah. really have to I use that. Yeah, I mean, I really have to work sometimes at, at remembering names of people and stuff. But but yeah, so now pretty soon you're not even going to have to think. You've got chat GPT to do the thinking for you. Um, you know, that's brilliant for like a job interview there. Just be like, all right, we got it. But I, could you imagine, you know, your spouse finding out like years later that the glasses were all just for fashion slash, you know, uh, being able to relate with one another? Um, you know, imagine the first time on their honeymoon when she's like, I want the glasses off. And you're like, yes. oh, I don't know what to do. And you freeze up because yeah. You, yeah. you don't exactly. have your, your uh, I guess your wingman with you, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, well, they're already saying that this actually, I read this this week. People are already saying that artificial intelligence has got a better bedside manner than their own doctor. <laughs> um, you know, what, what I think is like this is going to turn into a whole new um, kind of like strand of like TikTok videos or YouTube <laughs> videos. Like, like, oh, here, watch me have a conversation with blank yeah. with only chat GPT or a date you know, yeah. a blind date with someone and, and just to see how it works and to see, you know, the the ones that get the views are going to be the ones that turn into a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, things we know about train wrecks. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't want to catch you up. What are you saying? No, I was just going to say I've already in the, in the previous segment, I have already talked about a, 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 a commercial complete commercial mm -hmm. completely generated by AI technology for a totally fake pizza restaurant. And oh my gosh. It's called Pepperoni Hugs. And it's Pepperoni the creepiest Hugs. thing. Yeah, it's the creepiest thing you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up here. Um, just yeah. so I don't we're gonna but, look but, at Oh yeah, Hugs. yeah. Yeah, it, it I think it's it's called pep, pepper, pepperoni hugs pizza or something like this. I'm not but but yeah, it, it's an art it's an AI generated pizza commercial. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it does look a little trippy. Just the the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going in the. It, it'll be going in the uh, the insane El er Eric Lane Telegram channel for for my stupid world for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. I um well I I, I had this beautiful transition about train wrecks that you, you just ruined. So oh, I guess it's, it's another train wreck. Well, uh, I will say that the 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 AI commercial. If you're looking at it from a professional standpoint, yeah, it looks like a train wreck because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I bet it's going to uh, – it may not pair, you know, with the older generations in terms of advertising, but Gen Z, I'm sure, is going to eat that up. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be the new way things are advertised. And you don't have to do anything for it. You just tell an AI to build it for you, then boom. Your That's commercial it. costs you five bucks for the AI, you know, app or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, well, okay. Um, we, we, I don't know what it is about the last like six months. We've had a lot of freak accident stories start to pop up on yeah. our podcast. And this is one of those that's like, you, like you want to be sad and it is sad, but at the same time, sometimes it's just more fascinating than anything. Right. Um, and, and when I think about it, that like this, it, like I would be okay going out this way. 
right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll hear it. It's an 82 year old guy. So if I know, hey, look, 82, that's pretty solid. And everyone is going to know my name by the, you know, mm. uh, for, for my, my obituary. Like my obituary okay. is going to get more views than anyone else. It's about leaving okay. a legacy. Okay. Leaving uh, <laughs> a legacy. <laughs> Uh, there's an elderly man that was killed in a freak accident when he was struck by a flying cow <laughs> that was launched a hundred feet into the air by an express train. <laughs> so, um, well, Shivda uh, Yal Sharma was reportedly urinating next to a train track <laughs> in the region of Alwar, India, when the incident occurred. It's thought that the animal was hit by the Vande Brat. Uh, express train before landing on the 82 year old uh, Mr. Sharma. Now, another man in the area narrowly escaped being caught by the flying animal carcass. Mr. Sharma had worked as an electrician at Indian Railways, railways before retiring 23 years ago, reported India today. So, wow. Um, you got an 82 year old man peeing on the train tracks <laughs> that's hit by a, a flying cow that. <laughs> hit by a train and thrown into the air a hundred feet. Um, like uh, you can't make that up. Like if you did, no one would believe it. I, I honestly, and it, and it had to happen in India, you know, that's where you cows know, are, I, I was thinking where, <laughs> cows are sacred. Right. And then you've yeah. also got like, the, the pop. The thing is, I think they've got such a big population that it would have been a wonder if the cow didn't hit somebody. I, well, I, that's like, true. It's my theory, but I, I could be wrong on that. Actually, India is probably going to soon surpass China as the most populated country on the planet. No, I, I was I was reading that there uh, last year. Well, you know, we're going to probably start seeing more cows killing Indians over there. I guess you know to try to keep the population down. I that's that, that's crazy, but honestly, I mean, well. <laughs> You talk about freak accidents. Now, this is one of the stories that you did not pick that I did read about in the previous segment. But it, I'm sitting here reading the story. And again, it's a tragic story. Nobody would want this to happen to them. But I couldn't stop laughing because and this obviously I think in the I think it happened in another country too, probably somewhere in the Middle East. I can't remember. <laughs> but no, uh, oh, no, it happened in Africa. It was on the African continent, I think. Somalia. A woman was sitting, minding her own business in her apartment, and a bullet came through the ceiling and nailed her right on her love button. I I, I saw just the headline, and I couldn't help but wonder what is – is it a love button like on a backpack with a heart oh, on no. it? Or oh, no. You're talking oh, no. about – we're talking about the love button, the one that oh, guys, yeah. the one that guys have a hard time trying to find. <laughs> so, Listen, some people think might be a myth. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so, and but but the good news was she was not seriously injured, but yet still, there's an X-ray to show where it landed. <laughs> so, well, I, I guess it should be a lot easier to find. Um, yeah, absolutely. But but stuff, you know, people being killed by flying cows and women being nailed in the worst possible way with a bullet. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, you got to watch your word choice with those. It, it, well, of course, but you can't make some of this stuff up. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, some of the best stupidity comes from the stuff that comes out of nowhere, like from a psychic 
All right. Yeah. Now, I was like, we if, got if, another freak accident story too. Um, oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Psychics. You're talking about psychics. But psychics. I, look, if you were to, if you were really desperate to find one of the best psychics, I don't know. I I wouldn't know what to look for, but I I don't even know what qualifications I look for. But certainly, I would want to have some sort of a good track record. You know, good proven results. Maybe a Yelp review. I would even go with a PhD in, you know, psychic phenomenon or something. But there's a guy in L.A. named Mauro Restrepo who has filed a third third lawsuit. He's, that means he's he's already filed two. Now he's on his third lawsuit against a psychic for defrauding him out of a thousand bucks and causing emotional distress. Now, Mauro says his ex-girlfriend hired a witch to place a curse on him and he desperately needed it removed. So he is definitely in a, in a pickle. Okay. So, um, so, so he hires someone to place a curse on him. So you're right. So he says his ex-girlfriend hired his witch to place oh, a curse on him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, right. So, so Mauro goes to a psychic named Sophia Adams. He found the psychic through a Google search, <laughs> okay, which is probably anywhere where you'd probably go to look for a psychic. But she has <laughs> this P, she has this this PhD, which she said required special schooling, so that's why he chose her. Uh, Sophia told Mauro that he could, he could remove the curse by purchasing a five thousand one hundred dollar crystal from her. So he oh, gave her God. a one. Yeah, he gave her a $1,000 down payment, took the crystal. Now, I know this will probably come as a shock, but the crystal didn't do anything. So, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mauro thinks he's been duped, right? Gee, couldn't imagine where he got that notion from. Now, he's de he's demanding $25,000 in damages. <laughs> Sophia's <laughs> lawyers, she says she did not swindle poor Mauro. And if he gives the crystal back, she will return his money. Okay, I think problem solved, right? Well, it's unclear how Mauro has been able to refile this case again and again. A judge previously dismissed his claim, saying that he lacked the evidence that he needed to move forward. Now, I'm not really sure what Sophia's PhD was in, but look, if she was a true con artist, she probably would have told Mauro that the crystal's powers won't turn on until he pays the full 5,100 bucks and then milked him <laughs> for a little bit more, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, it, she did, though, supposedly tell him that she'd also curse him if he didn't use her services, which was a pretty strong move. But the fact that this guy even fell for anything like this is just more than stupid. <laughs> I know, right? Um, the, like, the whole, that whole thing... Um, hiring a hey, hiring someone to put a curse ridiculous going to the same person. I guess it makes sense that you'd have to get the curse removed by the original person. But at that point, aren't you just like selling to both sides, like like I, an arms dealer, basically? It um, just it, it sounds like it's just it's, it's, it's an echo chamber, just it's going around and around in circles, you know? Right. So so like I mean, she's already making double on on just the one you know failed relationship there. And uh, I don't know. I, I find the whole thing pretty funny. Um, Frankly, I think he'd be better off just go to the store and get one of those magic eight balls. I, I mean, I, yeah, for sure. 
I, I'm kind of wondering, like, what what in his life is going on that makes him convinced that the curse is actually working and hasn't been removed? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and I think you know maybe it would have something to do with his love life. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe maybe it's the same guy as what this next story is about. Um, because you know things with his wife aren't going, I guess, very well due to some complications and, and some illnesses. I think illness going on. Um, it's also one of those epilogue. I, I don't even know if it's an epilogue. If it's just the next chapter. It's the next uh, chapter. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I have a feeling we'll talk about this guy again. This is a serial. This is a serial stupidity story here. It, it is. A long-time listeners might remember the story where we talked about where a, a guy, a man, got married to a rag doll. Right. Well, this guy, he's been left to strong. Well, actually, he got married to the rag doll, and they just had their third rag doll child. Wasn't that what it was? That's right. I forgot. That's right. So yeah, they've been married. They've got they've got multiple rag doll children together. Thank <laughs> you for reminding that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now you know, like with every like every relationship in marriage and life, you, you hit some rough spots and things get tough sometimes. Um, now I I don't mean like the rag doll hasn't cheated on him or anything. But um, the, the the man that married a ragdoll, he's been left distraught recently after his wife reportedly fell ill and was treated in an ambulance by paramedics. Maybe she had too much ragweed. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I mean, look, I think ragweed is legal in Colorado. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> his name is Kristen uh, Kristen Montenegro. He recently hit the headlines again after revealing that he and his partner Natalia have welcomed their third ragdoll baby into the world. Yeah. Now, the pair have shared another update from their controversial relationship. As it appears, the 27-year-old's wife has taken a bad turn with her health. Yeah, and, uh, this is a clip shared online. Kristen from Bogota, Colombia, shows his wife lying on in the back of an ambulance while paramedics tend to her. <laughs> <laughs> In, in the video, hey, look, it's not a laughing matter, Eric. <laughs> this is someone's life, someone's wife. They've got kids. Yes, this is a mom. Okay, um, I'm, I'm trying to know, be sober. Uh, trying to be sober. <laughs> in the video, you could be heard saying she had a headache and fainted. <laughs> Can't get over. It. Okay, I'm. I'm. Uh, she had a headache and fainted. Uh, I, I called you because I don't want her to die. She is the mother of my daughter. Everything um, will, will be fine, my love. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of just want to pause with an awkward silence there and see who's the first to break the silence. But uh, yes. um, I, I, like the paramedic replies, we're going to take her to the hospital and make sure that she is well. I'm going to take her vitals while appearing as if they are trying not to laugh. Well, yeah. Uh, they're probably like, look, as long as I'm getting paid for this, then sure. Um, yeah. Kristen allegedly uh, began dating Natalia after growing tired of being single for a number of years. You think? Um, this yeah. is desperation to another level. Um, and it sounds like guess, he's gonna be. It sounds like he's gonna be single for many more years to come too. I well, I, because if his wife doesn't pull through, then yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine being a, a, a you know was. <laughs> Was it all like a, a single father? Um, is that to, like to three ragdolls? <laughs> Look, um, I'm, I'm, I'm losing track of, of this whole thing here because um, yeah, Kristen allegedly began dating Natalia after. Well, no, I already said this part. Yeah, he, like, he grew tired 
Uh, after a number of years, it's unclear, though, if the care from the paramedic is a prank or a genuine incident. Uh, the video has generated controversy with local news sources saying that Bogota Health Secretariat has announced they've announced that it will investigate the paramedics for treating Iraq. <laughs> Uh, how dare that paramedic de denying that that ragdoll wife of the the Hippocratic oath? You know, I know. Aren't they supposed to have like socialized health care there or something? I don't know. I mean, who knows if they have socialized health care, and this is what it ends up becoming? Well, there you go. Next time that your son or daughter has a teddy bear that's running a fever, you got you have the problem solved. You know? <sighs> yeah. Well, nothing like. Nothing like losing a loved one due to declining health, uh, even if it is a ragdoll wife, I guess. But, um, you know, when you go out to play a game of golf, people lose their balls a lot, you know? In fact, I know some guy that was so bad at golf, he even lost three or four balls in a ball washer when he was at the <laughs> golf course. But still, it, it, it's a common thing. You're out looking for your balls when you're at a golf course. So playing with them too. <laughs> you're playing with your balls too. So, but here's oh, the no. case. Yeah, here's the case where a 16 year old boy in Utah tried to retrieve a ball only to lose another. <laughs> okay. Talk about the freakest of accidents here. This 16 year old boy in Utah actually lost one of his his own balls one of his testicles retracted inside of him while he was trying to pick up a golf ball okay uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so uh, a case study dealing with the teen's scrotal mishap was published in a recent oh uh, issue of the journal urology case reports this is a real thing they've actually done a case report on this now according to this uh wince account the young man had felt an acute pain in his groin area while leaning over to retrieve a golf ball from the green so when the teen inspected his uh, nether regions he was horrified to discover his left testicle was not in its usual spot. <laughs> so uh, I, I, my question is, how did he inspect it? I don't know, but he got alarmed over the shocking disappearance and the aghast golfer reported to a Salt Lake City hospital where he reported feeling ongoing mild abdominal pain with persistent nausea. So doctors administered some painkillers to the patient and attempted to discover what exactly happened to one of his family jewels. So the subsequent CT scan revealed that the ball <clears throat> was fortunately intact, but had traveled way off course. The wayward testicle, or actually testes, as it should be referred to, has ended up in the canal running from his scrotum nearly into his abdomen. Okay? What? Yes, it's a condition known as testicular ascent. So, <laughs> and it ascended. It, it ascended. So, after ascent. A testicular ascent. So, after reviewing the patient's medical history, doctors discovered he had actually suffered from a retractal left testes since he was 11. 
So this affliction occurs when the boy's testicle descends normally during puberty, but it doesn't remain in place, okay? Often traveling back and forth between the scrotum and the groin. So I guess it's a traveling testicle, okay? That so, is amazing. <laughs> so th this is all from the Mayo Clinic. This is, now, in this case of this Utah teen, he had this condition known as patent processus vaginalitis. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Vagil vaginalite, vaginalis, I guess. He'd been suffering this since he was in the womb. Now, in the normal fetal cycle, the testes begin to develop inside the abdomen before they drop into place, which that's when the gen genital incubation chamber seals up. Now, according to this, is all from the Daily Mail. Occasionally, this little pocket doesn't close. So in a sense, there's like a highway now between the region, this region and the scrotum. So when he bent over to pick up one ball, the other ball in his scrotum theoretically boomeranged back up into, the, into place. Medics were skeptical that this is how he actually scored his accidental hole in one, you might say. Thankfully, though, the surgeons <laughs> were able to, to guide it back into the uh, ball sack using tiny surgical instruments, a process that was hindered by the testes size, you see. But let's just say after they retrieved his ball from the rough, doctors sealed up the vaginalis and they anchored the testes in place with a suture to prevent any future ascensions. So <laughs> his, he's got, tra <laughs> his balls like to travel, I guess, you know? <laughs> now, oh and, and my kind God. Of, it kind of it kind of brings the whole thing with follow the bouncing ball term for some reason is coming into my mind. So I, I, I can honestly say I'm glad that that is a condition I do not suffer from. Yeah, you're telling me, um, I, <laughs> you know, I would say um, of all things better a traveling ball than a traveling penis. This is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> I never even made the basketball reference either, you know, for that matter, you know. Can you say maybe this guy, this kid may, may, uh, may be uh, uh, guilty of a double dribble? You know, traveling or, I mean, most guys are guilty of carrying, I think, when it comes to that. But, um... <laughs> oh, man. Now, I, um, I, I got to start this last story of ours. Um, just by, by sharing the headline of it as a teaser, because I'll, I'll tell you kind of what this the image I get in my mind from this. Um, look, you know, traveling balls, traveling penises. Um, there's a man, there are the last story here's a man trying to sell a human penis at a shopping mall. Well, and, you can um, find anything at the mall, you know. Well, you, you can. And, and I think, hey, th this is the perfect uh, story to kind of, you know, illustrate the, the state of what uh, the, the mall culture has become you know um like i'm surprised there's even someone there to be selling the the penis but uh, the other thing i'm seeing is, is like i'm imagining kind of trench coat and instead of yeah. watches all yeah. you know lying down the jacket it's just gonna so, it's just penises so it, it would be you wouldn't find it at like the little kiosk by the fountain no this is this is definitely it's like a, at the spencer's maybe right next to across the spencer's <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> oh a 32-year-old South African man. Um, he's appeared in an Eastern Cape magistrate's court charged with unlawful possession 
of human tissue, mm. a, a man's penis. Nice. A police spokesperson, uh, Medula uh, Nicoli, who I made, I made that almost sound Russian, and it's absolutely not. Uh, yeah. He said that the man was arrested by members of, of the public, uh, as opposed to a member of the pubic, uh, after they <laughs> allegedly found him in possession of a male body part at a shopping mall in, in Butterworth. Now, this is what concerns me, because I'm in possession of a male body part wherever I go. You know, well, that's true. am I going to get arrested? Um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's believed that he was looking for a buyer. I guess if I'm whipping it out, I would, right? Um, yeah. It's believed he was looking for a buyer. Uh, so, so that means that there's a market out there for people who want to wow. buy, you know, uh, these things. Uh, Nicola said that um, the uh, pre preliminary investigation has revealed that a private part was removed, uh, i.e. cut, from yeah. a 68-year-old man in the Tambo district. The victim is in the hospital. The suspect appeared in court and the case is due to be transferred to uh, Matha, I think it is called. This is where he is expected to face a charge of attempted murder, uh, said Nicole. Uh, now, Provincial Police Commissioner, Lieutenant General Namthele, uh, oh gosh, Namthele, I think, uh, Min. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing awful with the names in this story, but look, the story is. It is stupid. So, um, well, Lieutenant uh, General, he praised the community after the suspect. Uh, this is a despicable and cruel act. The actions of the suspect are inhumane, and justice must take its course, Means said. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And, well, what really concerns me is, is there really that much of a market for human penises in South Africa? I sure hope not. You know, I mean, has anybody checked the commodity prices on how many ounces of penises go far there in South Africa? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that is a good point. Like, what is the, um, like, yeah, uh, well, how much per ounce? Yeah, and, and even, even more troubling is if I'm in South Africa, is my penis at risk of being harvested and sold at a shopping mall? <laughs> I, I guess it, it depends on how much ivory that you're sporting down. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, this, this brings up so many questions that I'm not sure I want to know the answers to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man. I mean, if there's guys in the mall whacking off tallywhackers and selling them at the local shopping mall, I, I'm not. And then the, the then the question, of course, is if you bought one, what would you use it for? That that is more so my question. Like, and, and why would someone think, hey, I've got this great idea for making some money? <laughs> and you, and know, you go there, and like you know, go. People sell drugs or do things, and that, <sighs> even that's a little crazy. But yeah. to jump right to, um, I mean, like, yeah, that, yeah, I, I won't be making any trips to South Africa in the near yeah, future. Yeah. That, that, that is for sure, you know, but <laughs> wow, man, oh man, oh man. Yeah. But, and, and honest to goodness, I mean, you think that nothing like this could possibly take place in, on, on earth, but here we are, you know, I mean, it's, uh, well, it's fine. I mean, even. 
with this, there's even more coming next week. I'm, I'm, I've already, I'm getting, and you know, this, this is going to be probably the last weekend episode until June, because I'm going to be in Scotland and hopefully I won't lose any body parts over there. So there, there, there'll be a, there'll be a, a a break in, in episodes for a while. So I know that you'll be eating body parts inside of a sheep stomach. Well, yeah, I'll be having body parts of a sheep whenever I have my, my, my dish of haggis. That's for sure. But, but, uh, yeah, I, and, and I, uh, I, I so we'll we'll have a, a, a enough time to collect plenty of stupidity when the uh, podcast resumes in in June. But uh, trust me, it's hard to keep up with with the with all the stupidity that's out there when you've got stories with men cutting off penises and selling them at the shopping mall. You know, well we we do have some folks that do have some questions to ask Pancho because they are seeking your sage wisdom you know and obviously now that you've got a second panchito coming um you're now i, I would say I, I would say well versed in per, per, parenthood and um, things of this nature so yeah, i keep trying, trying to convince mrs poncho to have you name him pablo and, and she's not having it oh <laughs> she doesn't want pablo oh my well we've got david who has got a question and is asking uh, Pancho, uh, he's got a problem with his kids hiding food around the house. Now, th- this might be something you may encounter sometime in the future, but David says, my wife and I have this strict rule, no one is allowed to eat after 8 p.m. But the kids are getting wise about it. They hide snacks around the house. We find little bags of crackers or cookies all over the place, even in the bathroom. So should we punish the kids or does our rule need amending? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, that's tough to say. I, um, oh, you know, I, I remember as a, as a kid, uh, my brother, we were young, like probably kindergarten age. He, we had gotten some kind of like, you know, hostess, like kind of ho ho, you know? Oh yeah. And I ate mine and he kind of saved his and we had an unfinished basement at the time. And right. so um, what happened was he uh, like climbed on top of his bed and like hit it in the ceiling that was kind of exposed there where no one would really see it. And, and then he thinks he's going to be shared a room at the time. So he thinks he's going to be sneaky in the middle of the night and like go up there and take it out and eat it then. And, okay. uh, and of course I catch him uh, doing it and I'm jealous that he's, getting in but i've already eaten mine anyways and uh you know in the morning i was like i, I can't rat on them because that's not you know yeah. even at like even in kindergarten i already know that snitches get stitches yeah but like if you if you don't uh, crack down on it your, your your kids are gonna um you know they're gonna go out whatever they can for that so i i would recommend cracking down and being consistent uh, lest the problem only get worse or, you know, they start to undermine you in bigger ways. Or, well, or see, maybe maybe the no food rule just needs to be changed. That's what they really need. And well, that's true. Right. But see, see what I would do. See, I, I, I'm maybe my, my parent parenting skills are a little more nefarious, but see, if <laughs> I found, if I found where they stashed the, 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 the snacks, I would go you in and, eat. I would eat it and leave the empty bag there. 
<laughs> that's good. I, I I do like that actually. That is like, <laughs> um, I, the thing I think is, is like like for, this is the rule we try to do, and I know that like our our son, he'll try his best to uh, you know put off bedtime and and yeah. do whatever he can. And one of the things he does is I'm I'm hungry, and he'll wait yes. till you know eight oh, o'clock yeah. or something. And, and yep. like, I don't want him to go hungry. We do try to make sure that he eats enough with, enough with dinner. But, like, if we know he didn't have a lot with dinner, and it kind of depends on how he's acting, too. If he's acting yeah. relatively good or bad. Um, but, um, you know, we're like, all right, we got to give him boring food. If he's going right. to say he's hungry at the end of the day, give him something boring. And so yep. maybe maybe you're better off not doing the no food after a certain hour rule, but sticking with something that's not exciting. So that way they maybe don't feel the urge to need to go out and do something like that. And your idea of boring food would be what? Oh, well, like a boring food would be like a banana or something. Like, <laughs> oh, well, okay. It's bad, but like it's healthy, it's fruit, and, yeah. and it's not like excessively exciting either, you know? <laughs> that's true. Okay, well, I've got one here as well. Uh, this is uh, help. I'm bad at putting on band-aids. Um, so this will be interesting. They uh, say, I've, I've, been, uh, I've always been squeamish with blood. Oh, okay. Well, that's your problem then. Um, yep. And it's only gotten worse with age. Where it becomes a problem is I'm lousy at putting band-aids on my own kids. Mm-hmm. I literally have to look away. Then I make, it, um, I make them more upset. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I feel like a failure as a parent. Oh, um, God. Yeah, look, you got to do tough things whenever you, you grow up, okay? Especially when you have kids. Your kids need Band-Aids, okay? You got to do it. <laughs> you just got to stick with it, do it. Um, I like I, I used to hate bugs. Like, I, I was scared of bugs, didn't want to do deal with them. But guess what? Uh, after six years of being married, almost seven, and uh, I'm the bug guy. You know, I hear a scream downstairs and there's a little cockroach that came in from outside. I'm the one killing it. And there's something yeah. about that that makes it less scary. It, it definitely wow. won't and it's necessary. You just yeah. kind of, you, you got to step up to the plate in that way. And um, same with shots, like shots now. I used to hate shots. Now, as an adult, I just think, you know what, I'll look away. I know it's easier said than done. But right. like, I've noticed that things have gotten less scary as I've gotten older. So I don't know how you I, I shot the other direction for that. Yeah. No, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I I never did get that squeamish over, like, bloody knees or elbows or things of this nature. Now, when I'm starting to see, you know, like, um, layers of skin, that might be a little different, you know. It, but fortunately, we've never had anything that ter- terribly serious. However, see, now... I, I believe, you know, with, with if you've, you know, been fortunate to be in the witness, the miracle of birth when it's done naturally, that's one thing. But both of our kids were born cesarean. So that's when it gets a little squeamish right there when when you're seeing the, the blood. OK, yeah, and yeah. I would think I, that it'd be your own wife as well would make that a little exactly that makes yeah. it a whole lot different. And so therefore, I, I would I would be lying if I said I did not feel a little lightheaded for both births of our kids. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what blood doesn't freak me out in that way. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I get why so, I could, but it, yeah. yeah I, I joke that like if I ever had, if, I, if my arm got chopped off from some freak accident, I'd be the one grabbing my belt, 
yeah. holding it down with my, uh, um, you know, my, my mouth holding onto the other end of yes. the belt and yes. driving myself to the hospital. Well, well I, but the thing back. is, though, if something like that happened to you, you would have so much adrenaline, you wouldn't have time to get squeamish about it. That's the only that thing. That, that too. Yeah. That's right. Say, see, if it's on, if it was Mrs. Poncho's arm getting chopped off, that might be a little bit different because you don't feel the pain, but you're seeing the effects of it, you know. So, but, but are you uh, able to <clears throat> maybe squinch, squelch the pain of having to go through another set of insane games? If I need to, I, I will do my duty. Yeah, you, you you can you get through it without an epidural? <laughs> yeah, I've never had an epidural, and um, I but I, I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> okay, well, I, which I'm okay with the pain. Hey! Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the More Stupendous Stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes' stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website, at InsaneEricLane.com. What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Okay, with the pain. Well, wait, what pain would you like to endure first with our with our insane games? 
Why don't we go with um, Steakhouse or Gay Bar? Steakhouse or Gay Bar. Well, this will we'll we'll make it. One, I'll, I'll, I'll judge based on which one makes uh, my, my testes ascend or not. <laughs> it's a singular ascension. That's going to be how I, I measure it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well. Hopefully, I'll make this as painful, as painless as, as possible here. So we've got some businesses. You tell me whether these businesses would be a steakhouse or a gay bar. Our first business is in Phoenix, Arizona, called the Stockyards. The Stockyards. I'm going to say that this is a steakhouse. Obviously, with being in Stockyards, you'd expect it to be a steakhouse. Indeed. All right. Oh, yeah. Here's- yeah. No, no ascension at all in that one. <clears throat> That's right. That well, that was just that was just to test things out to make sure you know. All right, your next business is called Menjos in Detroit, Michigan. Menjos. Well, it's got men in in the name. I'm going to say that this is a gay bar. You got you. you are you sure? That's the only thing you're going by is the fact that That's it's got the, men in. <clears throat> that is the only thing I'm going by. Oh my gosh! Well, that, that was be exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next business is in Livingston, Alabama. It's called Diamond Gems and Mrs. Donna's. Diamond Gems and Mrs. Donna's. Um, the, uh, this is curious. Um, I uh, Something is leaning me towards... Okay. The only thing... I, I want to say gay bar, and, and watch me be wrong by, by me switching. I wouldn't expect it to be a man and a woman's name in there, you know? Mm-hmm. So True. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. Well, uh, <clears throat> you'd be surprised to know you're correct. Oh, good. I was going to say the actually, diamonds in the lefty wrist and I'm wrong. That <laughs> no. was actually a steakhouse. Very good. All right. I like this one. Um, this is called Sparks in New York, New York. Oh, Sparks is going to be a gay bar. <laughs> you feel like you had that one down patently correct. Well, Sparks in New York, New York <clears throat> is a steakhouse. Oh, believe it or not, that one was a surprise. I would have expected that would be a gay bar for sure. Well, how about this one in Edgewater, New Jersey, called the River Palm Terrace? River Palm Terrace. Um, I've got to say, I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. I think the terrace is what gives it that steakhouse kind of sound. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yes, it is a steakhouse. So not too bad. I don't think you had any drooping testes as a result of that one. So <laughs> that, was, that was good. All right. What do you feel up to next? Let, let's uh, let's stick with it and keep up with um, porn star. No, uh, yeah, porn star weatherman. That's a porn good star weatherman. All right. We got some entertainers. You tell me if these are this person is a porn star or an actual weatherman uh your first entertainer is gary lay gary lay that's got to be a porn star <laughs> it's spelled l e y lay <clears throat> he is a weatherman <laughs> in providence rhode island <laughs> gary all right lay. gary lay that's right all right how about this one uh, this entertainer is Matt Kirkwood. Matt Kirkwood. That's a that's another porn star. <laughs> yeah, the wood gave it away. It, except it's a weatherman in Grand oh Rapids. Oh my gosh! What's up with <laughs> these sexy weatherman names? Yeah, there it is. You know. All right. 
All right, your next entertainer, Rodney Moore. Rodney Moore. Um, M O O R E. M O O R E. That's correct. Oh gosh, man. Uh, I, you know, I'm gonna stick with it. Give me more of that, Rodney Moore. He's a porn star. That's uh, what you say that they want more. They just want more of Rodney. Is that what you're saying? Yes, he is a porn star indeed. Very good. I think I've seen this name before. Um, this entertainer is Sven Sundergaard. Oh, yeah. This is a classic weatherman. It's a classic weatherman. Exactly. Yes, that's right. It's going to be Sonny Sven. That's right. He is the weatherman in Minneapolis. All right. Finally, your last entertainer, Mike Woods. <laughs> Mike Woods. Oh my gosh! I haven't even I haven't even said one weatherman, but I think he's a porn star. It's got Woods. It's got no, Woods you know in what? it. I'm gonna say, say porn uh, weatherman. I've got to get. Oh, you're making a weatherman. change. You're making. You, make you, change. you feel confident enough? You're going to change I, right I in the do, middle of the answer. Yeah, we're gonna say oh, weatherman. Well, uh, you you must be following your gut. It, he is a weatherman in New York. <laughs> so that was a good move. All right, maybe maybe you've got. Maybe you've got all your balls together here, you know? Who knows? <laughs> so, all, all right. All three of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so what have we got for your next uh, insane game? You know, thinking about testicular ascension, I think that we need some golf course or rehab. Oh, yes. We'll go, to, we'll go to the – just be careful when you bend over, okay? That's all I have to say. <laughs> So, all right. All right. We've got some businesses here. You tell me if this business is a golf course or a rehab. Your first business is in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts called Laurel Ridge. Laurel Ridge. I'm going to say it, it's a golf course. Laurel Ridge, a very peaceful community. It's a, um, it's a rehab, actually. So, <laughs> And uh, I guess a beautiful ridge as we're looking at it. Well, here's uh, another business. Uh, it's called Silver Spring in Riverside, Rhode Island. Oh, Silver Spring, Rhode Island. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it's a rehab. Silver Spring is a actually a uh, a golf a golf course to be actually. <laughs> so, oh gosh, I, I wanted to change my answer right after I said it. Too. <laughs> yeah, well, but maybe you could try this one. And this is uh, located in uh, Minamoni Falls, Wisconsin. It's called uh, Silver Spring. Silver Spring. <laughs> so it's like the same thing. Just oh my right. gosh, it's like, oh, it's a trick question. I know it. Um, I, okay, the, I think the location say it's a golf course. No, a rehab. Rehab. You're, you're now you're changing it again, huh? All right, you're gonna stick with the answer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I meant rehab, and I was thinking about the other one. Oh, okay, all right. It was a golf course, also. So. Oh come on! <laughs> I didn't write them this time. Okay, I promise. All right. So, all right. How about this one in Sacramento, California, called? Cedar Point. Cedar Point is a, as a like a amusement park. Oh, yeah, uh, it is true. Well, in Sandusky, I'm Ohio. Gonna, I'm going to say rehab. Yeah, Cedar Point in Sacramento would be a rehab. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And by the time you finish going to all the rides at the Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, you're probably going to need a rehab. So <laughs> that's 
That's the amusement park. Well, they, they, that's, is that where they have that, that drop that's like a straight down roller coaster. You're going straight oh, yeah. down. And it's it's yeah. insane. So, all right. Your last business is called Green Valley, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Green Valley, I think it's going to be a golf course. Lots of greens out there in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Yes, it is a golf course. But yes, two Silver Springs in that one. One in Rhode Island, one in Wisconsin, believe it or not. And so. you'd think I would have learned my lesson after the first. <laughs> That's right. That's crazy. All right. So that leaves us, I guess, what? Strip club or daycare, I guess, right? So we have come some businesses here. You determine whether they are a strip club or it's a daycare. Your first business is called Peachtree in Prattville, Alabama. Peach, I'm going to say Peachtree is a uh, rehab. No, what am I going to say? Rehab. Uh, it's a, it's a, a place for kids. It's, it's yeah. a daycare. A, a daycare. You call it a daycare. Yes. Well, a peach tree is indeed a daycare there in Prattville, Alabama. All right. Um, we have another business in Vinton, Louisiana called Angels. Angels. Okay. I'm getting a different vibe from this one. It's a strip club. What, how would you get? <laughs> how do you determine the vibe is different? Uh, no, you don't. It, it has that that feel to it like i feel the like I need a it's the fact that it's in louisiana probably but, <laughs> but uh yeah most likely well it turns out it is a strip club indeed all right and uh, your next business is called Subi's place in southgate michigan um i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say it, it's a daycare Yes, Subi. I've never heard of what's it's S U B I. Subi's place actually is a uh, is a strip club. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, that one was a full 50-50, I think. Yeah, it would have been. I'm not sure who Subi is. So, well, this is a like yeah, Susu Subio or whatever. Yeah, well, well, here here's a business uh, called the Sugar Shack in Salem, Oregon. <laughs> the Sugar Shack. I don't I don't know if anything good's happening at the Sugar Shack. That's strip club. <laughs> well, if it was a daycare, the kids would really want to go for sure, you know. But it's a strip club. Yes, indeed. All right. Ben, your last business. Sugar Shack, baby. We're, yeah, we're going to the Sugar Shack. That's That's sounds, like, sounds like a perverted B-52 song. So but, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're right. So, all right. Your last business, Lisa's Funland in Madeira, California. Lisa's Funland. Um, okay, you know what? Because the name Lisa, I'm kind of thinking it's probably a daycare. <laughs> really? If, if it was, uh, you know, Peter's Funland, it might be a bit different. Very different. Very, yeah. very different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a daycare. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Dick's Funland, but Peter just sounded a little more subtle. Oh, subtle is better. No, subtle is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right well we have our final insane game the one that you're probably more of the expert on our fake news or florida and uh, give you some headlines here you see if you can determine whether this is a fake news story or it really happened in the state of florida so your first headline involves the saint petersburg police who arrested a wrecking ball operator for dui after he smashed the wrong building Oh, that, that that can't be real. I think that's fake news. Can't be real at all. No, nobody is that stupid. Huh? 
Fake news it is. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, here's one. We've heard a situation like this in the past, but we have a Fort Myers dog walker who was arrested after he left his marijuana stash inside a customer's house. Huh. I, okay. Um, it, I a mean, it depends on twist on this one. Was. Yeah, it depends on how big the stash was. And, you know, um, I, I don't know how much they like, but I would I would think, um, just using some logic, that if you like your dog walker, you help someone out. And you're like, hey, even if you don't agree with it, you might say, look, I'm not going to call the police on my dog walker just because that. So I think that it's fake news. Wow, you're giving that a lot of thought. I think more than that, more than you really should, but uh, it, it is fake news, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah it, it, this is the first time that it, it didn't say that they fed it to the customer's it's dog. Like a dog or something. Yeah, like yeah. So, all right, here's a headline: Two contestants were arrested at a bikini contest in Stewart after getting into a high heel shoe fight. High heel shoe fight. Yeah, sure. That sounds pretty pretty hot, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you, you're saying that's a real thing, huh? Yeah, I will say that's real. It's 100% Florida right there. Oh, yes. And that would have been, I would have paid to see that more than I would have anything else. So, all right. We've got one here where a Vero Beach man appealing his drinking and driving arrest because he only drank when he was at a stoplight. Oh, no, that's not real. I, I, that's going to be fake news. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is real. Oh, no way. That's that, okay. He, he See, actually, that's what, uh, yeah, actually appealed the drinking and driving arrest. Yes. That is what is tough about those because like, you get a lot of fake stories like that. Yeah. But, but they all come from a real place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, all right. Your last headline police were nearby you in St. John's County arrested an elderly man who tried to run his neighbor over with a tractor. Well, I, I think I remember that. That's that's a, a real story. <laughs> yes, it is real. And is that is that where your mom and dad live in St. John's County? Yeah, that's that's yeah. where my uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of where I grew up a little bit. Yeah, well, you got to kind of watch those people over there in that part of the of that part of the state. Know, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they could find a tractor there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's it. Uh, well, hey, well, you did uh, pretty good on that. Yeah, yeah you got all in all, not bad. Not bad at all, actually. So, yeah, you, you, I think I think you're able to to walk away with that uh, with, with with both balls in 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 the pocket. All three of them. All three <laughs> of them. <laughs> you know, um, I, my my dog earlier today looked like he was maybe you know secondhand high uh, with with some marijuana because he got stung by a bee or something. Really? And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, poor guy was, was, um, I mean, he, he was droopy eyed and he was itching all over. So I had to wow. figure out how to get some, uh, I'm the pro with getting animals like our pets to swallow pills that they needed. Oh yes. I got, yes. I got a trick and we, I will say I got him uh, some Benadryl and he was all happy and good after that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you have to know exactly where to put the pill in the mouth and then keep the snout shut while they're trying to get it down the gullet. Oh, you know, my, my trick, um, you know, like when you buy um, like kids Benadryl or something and it has those little um, 
syringes that you kind of suck oh, up. Yes. Stuff with stuff. What I do is I, I fill that with water. Yeah. And, uh, and then I pop the pill in their mouth and I kind of close their mouth, but I, I slide that syringe in and pour some water in their form. And it's just like the reflex is to swallow the water. And then boom, the pill snap. Yeah. Wow. And wow. You, you don't never... have that fight of them trying to like, you know, because the, the pill, uh, putting it in the right spot never works for me. It's so much more uncomfortable, it looks like, for them. Yeah. Because um, a little bit of water eat... and you kind of put it there, boom, swallowed, all done. Wow. Easy. I would yeah. have never thought about that, but true. Because usually, if you Honestly, put the pill in by, yeah, if you put the pill in there by itself, I could get my cat to take any <laughs> like any kind of flea, you know, pill. Oh that gosh, cat would not take anything. Yeah, um, and that fixed it like like in seconds, and it was so much easier for the cat and everything. Wow, wow, that is that's uh, that's good. That's good. So. Well, um, I guess let's see. The next time that we're doing this podcast, it'll be in June. Maybe we got one more. I think we might be able to do one more. I think you're you're talking about some stories next week, but yeah, there we are coming up on our little hiatus for a, a few weeks. Yeah. So yeah, we got we got maybe one more, and 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 that actually that one will drop on the Saturday before we leave for Scotland. So yeah we're we're ready to actually i uh i i i found some interesting there's a website called snack snacktastic or something like this what it was but you can order all these different snacks and um i found haggis and cracked pepper flavored potato chips from scotland <laughs> and they weren't bad I, and i actually convinced my wife to have one chip so yeah <laughs> But but she she actually liked it. But I don't think I'm going to get uh, her to try the haggis. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, doubt that. I doubt that that's going to happen. I, I was able to convince her to eat the chip because it was. I told her that it did not have real haggis on it. It was just haggis flavored. So she yes. she took it for for that. <laughs> so, but but yeah, so yeah, but, but uh, we got one one more to go, and then we got a, a hiatus for a few weeks, and uh, I will be. Uh, and enjoying life on the M. I've already ordered our little uh, SIM card. We have to have a different SIM card for our cell phones when we go over there because they're on like a different network or something. So, yeah, so getting everything into play, ready to to, to go and and uh, I, I just wish I could go over there with a the kilt, but I won't be able to do that. So I'll do the best I can. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and vibes music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey,